Hey guys, welcome on in to DFS Hand Building with the Plumster. Today, on this frigid, frigidly cold Cleveland morning, we're going to talk uh, NBA Showdown tonight, uh, 7.30. Uh, the Houston Rockets and the Philadelphia 76ers. This is a very, very interesting game. A lot of moving pieces. Um, last last slate, Houston was on. They were kind of the heroes of the slate. Won us all a bunch of money. Um, the, the, the collection of David Nwamba, my Buckeye buddy, Jay Sean Tate, and um, Sterling Brown. The little Daniel House in there, too. Um, and John Wall. The only guy that burned everybody was Mr. Boogie Cousins. Um, but let's let's jump on into this slate, man. We're going to talk some Philadelphia 76ers. Looks like there's going to be no Shake Melton. Looks like we will have Joel Embiid, top three MVP race candidate. Um, I don't think he's my vote if I were to have one. Um, that man would probably be Mr. LeBron James. Would get my vote. But... Uh, Overall, I would say Embiid's a great play here against a Christian Woodless Houston Rockets front court. And even if Christian Wood was in there, I don't think that defense bothers uh, Joel Embiid too much. Um, I think Embiid's a great play. He's expensive. He's the most expensive player on the showdown slate. So is he viable in the captain spot? Sure. But we might need a little more value to open up to put him in there. Um, Ben Simmons and Toby Harris have been priced up. Kind of based on their last performance where Embiid wasn't there. We're probably going to need one of these two guys in our lineup. I don't see a way you can fade both of them. I think you need to, well, obviously you need to get it right. But I would build multiple lineups here in cash. I might have to, I might consider, uh, um, paying down for one of these guys at the captain spot because once you put Embiid in that captain spot it kind of hinders your um availability of decent players um because this price he's priced like uh a Jokic Giannis or uh Luka here and he as good as Joe uh Embiid is he doesn't quite get you there triple double wise um, and, and deep peripheral stat-wise, as those other guys do, where a guy like Ben Simmons, I'm not saying he's going to do what he did again. That's not. That's not. That might never happen again. Not just this season, but ever. Um, but the triple-double upside is there, right? And he is significantly cheaper than Joel Embiid here. As much as I love Joel Embiid, he's having back spasms. I know he's playing. But what if he were his back was to tighten up and you're paying this big price tag and he doesn't even play in the second half, right? Like, that's a tough call for me. Um, you can, obviously in tournaments, I think Embiid's a great captain option. But I would pivot down to um, either Ben Simmons or if you want to go Toby, he's cheaper than both of them and cheaper than John Wall. He runs that second unit. He's basically the second unit point guard. And that's kind of important because he has the ball in his hands a lot and distributes a lot. His numbers have been so, so much higher this year with Doc Rivers running the show than they were with Brett Brown. So I really kind of like Toby as an alternative uh, captain option here. I think there's only four guys you can captain. 
in my opinion, on this slate. Um, and that's the three big dogs in, in Philly and one Mr. John Wall. Just because, let's put it this way, just because um, Victor Oladipo is doubtful, Eric Gordon's doubtful. Those are the two next highest usage players. And obviously Christian Wood's out. So the, the next three highest usage players on Houston are not playing. Yeah, Jay Sean Tate's a great value option. Yes, um, D- Daniel House is going to probably play 40 minutes. P.J. Tucker's questionable, truly questionable. Even if he does play, I don't see P.J. Tucker eating into much of Daniel House's work or much of... I'd see him eating into more of a Nwamba or a Sterling Brown. Maybe not even Sterling Brown just because there's so few guards they have healthy. And uh, even though he's listed as small forward, he's kind of playing the backup point behind John Wall. So going over to Houston a little too much. I got to get jump back on Philly, but we're talking captains here. To me, my favorite captain in on the Philly side might just be Tobias Harris because that second unit of Houston has no answer for him. There's not a guy on that court that can hang with Toby and his skill set. Um, Toby, to me, is in that Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram style game where he's like 6'7 to 6'8 big wing that can shoot it, that can handle it, that can run the point, that can play down low. He's in that he's in that range. Spicy P a little bit. Maybe not as much in the ball handling department. But Spicy P is a savage too. Um, but I like Toby Harris here for a nice uh, nice contrarian captain option that can also spike a huge upside and has the role to do it. Um, so Toby... Ben Simmons and Embiid are the only captain options. Now we need to talk some value. Um, Seth Curry's always got an upside with his three-point shot, but he also has a very, 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 very low floor. If he were to, if he were to be off on his shooting, he could easily, you could easily see a in like 28 minutes, uh, six points, one rebound, one assist stat line. And for his price tag, that's very, very risky. Um, so he's more of just a tournament guy. Furkan Korkmaz is definitely an option here too. Um, he's cheap enough. He's another good shooter like like Seth, um, as well as Danny Green. All these these three guys are pure tournament options because if one of them gets hot from three, forget about it. They're going for 25 points, and that's about it. They'll be in the Dylan Brooks category with no peripherals. The one I like the least in that group is Danny Green. Um, he just, he's not the same player anymore. I hate to beat a dead horse about Danny Green, but it's just, it is just what it is there. Um, he's in playing tournaments, obviously, but I just, I don't see it with Danny Green. Um, Tyrese Maxey is all, I love this kid. Tyrese Maxey's going to be a stud. I honestly believe he was the linchpin in Philly not getting James Harden and I see it. I see why he's kind of a he's kind of a um, stud here as a as a rookie. He should be. You saw what he did without the big dogs in there, and he he was dominant as a point guard. I loved it. He's in play here. He's cheap enough. Um, Dwight Howard um, could be in play too, just because like in in non obviously 
if you're not playing Joel Embiid, Dwight Howard's in play. Because if you think Embiid could either get in foul trouble, his back spasms tighten up, he doesn't play a full complement of minutes here. Dwight Howard squarely in play at his price. I like it. Um, and not in Embiid lineups only. And probably not in cash. This would be a tournament flyer only. Because Embiid, or Dwight Howard produces at such a high point per minute rate that you could get there in 16 minutes to pay off his price tag, right? If he's over a point per minute fantasy uh, producer. Um, and that, for really, for me, that's about it on the Philly side. Um, I, I can't really see getting to, like, a Mike Scott. Um, <clears throat> he can shoot as well. He's just not really been playing the minutes uh, to make it, to warrant his uh, his price tag. He's kind of honestly been taken out of the rotation. So I could jump over to the Houston side. Obviously, my favorite favorite option on Houston is John Wall, and he might be my favorite overall captain option just because of no Eric Gordon, no Christian Wood, no Victor Oladipo, with everybody on Philly kind of back except Shake Milton. Um, I just, you got you got to go where the Utes is going to be, and he is cheap enough where you can fit him in and fit another stud or two depending on how you fill out your roster. Eric Gordon is questionable or doubtful. Victor Oladipo is doubtful. That opens up, once again, 35 to 40 minutes for these three players. Daniel House, David Nwamba, Jay Sean Tate. Yes, P.J. Tucker is truly questionable. If he he plays, okay, I don't... He's missed a few games here. I don't see um, P.J. Tucker getting his 35 minutes. I see P.J. Tucker getting in the low 20 minute range. Yes, that will affect. I know, why are you talking about P.J. Tucker? I get it, right? That will not, that will affect those guys' playing time, but I don't think it'll affect it enough and it won't affect the usage of the other guys enough to make a huge difference. But the next question would be after John Wall. Yes, he's a, to me, he's my favorite captain option right off the rip of the whole game not just of Houston of the whole game John Wall is my favorite captain here um, then you get to the tertiary options the question is what order do you rank the likes of Nuamba, Tate Buckeye um, Mr. Eric Gordon's doubtful and PJ Tucker's questionable and Sterling Brown, okay. To me, oh, and Daniel House. To me, I would go one, Jay Sean Tate. This kid is playing every position for these guys. He's playing point. He's playing a little center. He's playing some power forward, and he's playing some small forward. He's basically playing every position but shooting guard, right? So Jay Sean Tate's one. David Nwamba seems like he's the guy coming off the bench and kind of running that second unit. So, honestly, David Nwamba would probably be two. Daniel House would probably slide in three for me, depending on the depending on the P.J. Tucker news. And then Sterling Brown would probably be the last guy I like, but he's the cheapest of the bunch, so he might be the easiest to fit in and the most popular. And without both those guards, I could see him very easily being viable. Um, he's going to be a little harder to fit in in the... Well, maybe not, because he is small forward eligible. He's going to be a vi- viable in 
the classic slate as well for the big the big nine or ten games that we got. We have three games postponed, so due to COVID. So we'll see. I like those three to four guys as value. So my main player pool that I would be like, okay, these are the say eight to ten guys I'm focusing on are the big four guys, Wall, Embiid, Toby, and um, Ben Simmons, and then the other guys I will focus on are from the Philly side will probably be Corkmaz, Maxi, Dwight Howard, a little Seth Curry, and a little Danny Green, just for tournament flyers in 20 entry or whatever. Maybe 100. Obviously, if you're playing 150 entry, you gotta play everybody. And then on the Houston side, it's Wall way up top above everybody. Then this is where Jayshon Tate, Sterling Brown, David Nwamba, and Daniel House. I probably, even if PJ Tucker plays at his price, I'm probably not gonna play him. Um, and Boogie Cousins is priced up like he's playing 30 minutes. He's only playing in the low 20s. Yeah, you should probably take a few tournament flyers on PJ Tucker, but or not PJ, I'm sorry, Boogie Cousins, but I just don't really see it, um, especially against Embiid. This this guy's such a beast. He could, Boogie Cousins is getting in foul trouble really easily. Um, I just don't see him paying off his tag, especially at the captain spot. If you took any kind of flyer on him, it would only be in the utility spot. Um, and to rank my captains would be Wall 1, Toby 2. This is be- not not just player-wise, but the price involved too. I would go Wall, Toby, Ben Simmons, and Bede. Just because of Embiid's injury, it worries me a little bit. I'm not saying I'll have none of them, but in a 20 entry, I'll probably have like 12 Wall, 3 or 4 Toby, and then 2 and 2 with Embiid and Simmons if I did the 20 entry. Um, I really like Wall here. It's probably my favorite play on the slate. Uh, Going back to yesterday, James Harden worked out well for us. Devin Booker didn't quite get there. I was a little disappointed in that. Um, but I ended up, once I saw the Kyrie news and all my, uh, I went, I just then went uh, locked in 100%. Uh, James Harden in the showdown, a captain, it worked out well. Uh, you saw that triple digit come up. And then in the overall slate, I went heavy stars and scrubs. I did my main single entry lineup was Dame. Giannis and Harden, and uh, I almost got there, man. I was in the top 100 in the single entries. Um, I had a nice little uh, late-night slate with those uh, same three guys. Um, I wish I would have got to some more Pat Connaughton in my regular um, uh, classic uh, main main slate, but uh, that was my mistake. I went Dario Saric instead of Pat Connaughton. Um, I just like Sarge coming off the bench against the backups in Brooklyn. He didn't quite get there, but he got me there enough to to get me paid out pretty nicely in the in the single entry. So Sarge at his price, he he did what he had to do, um, almost five x. But it was Pat Connaughton was the play there. Um, unfortunately, if I could just fit Giannis, fit Giannis in that center spot, and then 
rolled it uh, with Pat Connaughton. Uh, DeAndre Jordan didn't quite get there. Um, he was fine in the showdown slate, but he didn't quite get there. Jay Crowder actually did get there. I was kind of surprised. I didn't know his. I, I didn't know. I didn't. I was surprised by the minutes he got. Um, I love Jay Crowder as a player. Um, I would have got some more of him. He was 4,800 though on the main slate. I didn't really like that, um, but I did like him a lot as I as things kind of got put together with Harden in there. Um, so I did have a lot of exposure to Jay Crowder on the showdown slate. So that worked out great. Um, and then Zion just went off. Uh, and and Ja, that game was what it was. It was over, like I said. The Pelicans won, like I said. Um, it was 144 to 134, something like that. It was like 100, 280 total. Um, so you can't, you can't be mad at that. Uh, Zion's just another, he's just a different kind of cat, man. That guy, he, what, what we've been waiting for from Zion is coming and it's here. And, uh, just buckle up, man. His price tag was 8,200 last night on the main, main slate on DK. Uh, start getting ready to, start getting ready to swallow the pill at 9K Zion because it's coming. It's coming. He's playing, he's playing point guard. He's playing, uh, power, but he's playing point forward. I see, so this whole time, it's a little tangent we're going on, but that's fine. That was kind of a quick slate for us. Um, this whole time Zion's been coming out and coming up and playing. I'm like, who can I compare him to? Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley. I'm like, okay, well, Charles Barkley was playing when I was like five, right? He, and by the time I was at, old enough to watch basketball, Charles Barkley was washed. Well, I couldn't really compare him to Charles Barkley. You can look back in highlights, but it just doesn't fit the game style that we have now. Um, my fav- my 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 lean here of players that Zion reminds me of. Now that he now this is over like the last 10, 12 games, okay? This isn't his whole I think he's played like almost 60 games in his career. Over the last 10 or 12 games, Zion reminds me the most of as a player, not of like how he looks, not his si- his size a little bit, is Bam Adebayo, and I know Bam's a lot skinnier. I know Bam's a little more like not athletic because Zion's an athletic marvel, just a different kind of athletic. But the way they play point forward, point center. The way they, the team kind of just gravitates towards what they do um, and how the team kind of runs through those players. I just, I think Zion and Bam are the future of what you need to be as a point forward um, slash could play a little center. I love it. Those are two of my new, the, the new players in the NBA, they're probably my two favorite besides Ja. Um, I love these guys. But Zion is going to be so much fun to watch going forward as long as he stays healthy. The Pelicans are finally under uh, red-ass Stan Van Gundy playing fast and fun. And at this point, trading Lonzo to me would be a terrible decision just because I think him and, Lon- and him and Zion have such a good chemistry on the court. And they're, I think they're... Uh, pretty good buddies off the court it would really hurt Zion at this point I just wouldn't trade Lonzo I would pay the kid if I traded anybody it'd be Eric Bledsoe for a bag of popcorn and uh I don't know 
maybe a used pair of underwear at this point. Uh, he just doesn't fit. I would try to get maybe a package of Bledsoe and J.J. Redick for anybody, really, um, even if you want to throw Steven Adams in there. But you need to build this team around Lonzo, Ingram, and Ball and just let the Pelicans go, man. This team is – they are going to be good. This team is going to – if they, they get into the playoffs, right, they're not going to – if AD – isn't healthy, right? If they get into the playoffs, they are going to be a team that nobody wants to face. Um, so, especially if they're playing how they're playing right now. So, let's keep it rolling. Follow me on Twitter at killabrew 27 um, I'm going to keep putting out these videos. Probably not going to dabble too much in the in the main slate, just because there's so much content out there for it. Um, everybody jumps into the main slate business um of all sports um when nascar comes back this weekend i'll have to try to get some stuff out for nascar but i'm going to keep trying to do these little quick hitting showdown tiers videos that nobody really puts out there um and obviously for example like last night i mentioned Kyrie could potentially sit out on the back-to-back but as of right now he's in so we have to act like he's in but i give you little tidbits if he's out what you may want to do um and it ended up coming true that he was out um we can't predict that early in the morning like whenever when i record these but we can kind of get a foresight in what could happen so take what i say not with a grain of salt but take it use the knowledge but just remember we're about i don't know it's 6 30 in the morning we're 12 hours almost to the dot when the main majority of the news comes out. At that time of the night, I'm usually listening to the live stream of Osmo's Live Before Lock and Deeper Dive shows. And they just keep giving you the news as it comes out and you can keep adjusting. Because by that point, at 6 o'clock, you want to have a lineup or two in there. They are like, okay, if everything stays pat right now, and Locke is coming. This is what my lineup would be, right? As news breaks, you make adjustments, right? You don't start, you start building your lineup now. What I do is I reserve these little 10 cent ones just to help me build, right? I'll build, if I have time throughout the day, I'll build 50 by hand, all right? I don't care if I win in them. That's $5, who cares, right? I will be built 50 or more of these 5 cent, 10 cent, not 5. You can do that on FanDuel. If you play FanDuel, you can do the 5 center on FanDuel. I do it with the 10 centers. They keep, there's 4,700 people on these 10 cent ones. Once it fills, they post another one. Once it fills, they post another one. So if you, and they're 20 entry maxes. I always reserve like 10 per thing throughout the day if I have time. And I just go through, okay, build 10. Okay, that's how this fits. That's how this fits with this value. Keep, and then I continually listen to different podcasts and streams throughout the day at work or at home. And like, okay, this guy thinks these guys are good plays. Awesome thinks these guys are good plays, right? Um, Roto Grinders thinks, likes these guys, right? Okay, how do I build around? How do I fit these guys in there? And then in your single entries that you reserved, and your double ups that you, or the cash games you've reserved, and the three entry maxes you've reserved. 
you only need one or three lineups. So I save those for the end. I don't touch those until the very end. I save one last set of 10 cent entries for like three. And I just really, once I get start getting the news, like last night, oh, Kyrie's out. Okay, cool. Harden's in, right? Harden's in all. Okay. Then you start building it with Harden. Okay. We knew Dame was in there. We knew Harden was in there. Okay, Monty Morris is out. All right, Compazzo's starting. Boom, Compazzo's locked in there. And all these single entry and double ups. You build that. You're getting closer to lock. You keep listening to the news. And then the key point for me is whatever the late slate guy I have is, he's my utility guy. Because if some news were to break that was vital to the slate, and I'm locked in everywhere, and I can't, like, he's a point guard, and I have a small forward spot, I save my utility spot for a late slate hammer type cat, so I can pivot, yeah, the price might not fit, but I can pivot away and get to him um, in that utility spot, hopefully, as long as the prices are somewhat similar, even if I have money left over, but I'll save my late, late hammer guy for there. And I always try, and I know it's, oh, that's not a good, I always have a one or two guys on the late night hammer. Because if you're winning money and your roster is up at the very end of the night, you might wake up with nothing. I always happens. Go to bed with a hundred something dollars winning, wake up, no late night hammer guy, 40 bucks I want. Oh man, that sucks. Last night, for example, I go to bed winning $15, which is actually a net loss. I wake up $87, right? It's not world-beating money, but it's money. Decent money, more money than I played, quite a bit more. So you're like, okay, cool. And then that's the other thing, too. I play a lot. Once the slate starts and I'm watching the slate, okay, I'm seeing more news come out. I jump into these these nighttime slates, these two or three or four gamers where if you're not following the news in depth, DraftKings might not put a player with an O next to it. So I get in there, I try to find an edge, and then like last night I finished in the top 30, I want to say, in a, in a late night uh, deal and... Uh, I think I like 20x my money or something. It was crazy. So I don't know, man. That's just some little DFS strategy. Um, enjoy the hoops tonight. Uh, John Wall, top captain. Uh, Toby, top captain on Philly. Don't forget it. Uh, and have a uh, fun little Wednesday night slate. Hope we get another Stars and Scrubs one. We're gonna have a Harden, Giannis, and Dame type of lineup because that was a lot of fun. Uh, have fun. Peace out. And uh, let's keep it rolling.